Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. house <laughs> that's a better question I yeah. asked you first well I'm here because it's my house and I'm here to record our episode oh yeah you're a co-host of this whole thing <laughs> see for me it's just been all about me this whole time yeah yeah well newsflash I'm here too newsflash Walter Cronkite <laughs> you aren't name that movie you'll get a prize just kidding i'll just give you a high five virtually over instagram i can't name it so good luck wow <laughs> to whoever gets that high five you are out of my will wow just like that well don't worry that was such There's... a harsh punishment <laughs> first off i don't even have a will <laughs> news flash well now i know i don't got to worry about it i'm not going to be it. i don't have that much to take <laughs> You want a Toyota Avalon from Maybe. the mid 2000s? That's <laughs> all I got. Well, I actually am in your house because we recently moved our recording um, setup over here. Oh, yeah, you guys. The reason why that was so weird in the beginning <laughs> is because we are at my house. Yeah, we are actually. But normally we're not. We're at a recording studio. Yeah, but you know, with my hookups, you know, marrying the person who owns the recording studio and runs it. Yeah. He set up a little pod station set up at my house, our house. <laughs> and we are recording this episode in my, my living room and it's so cute and comfy. It is so cute and comfy. And now I just have to drive 10 minutes instead of like 20, yeah. 20 30. Saves on the drive. Saves on the time. We're more comfortable. Hopefully we'll be able to get out our episodes. I can like <laughs> bake a batch of cookies while recording this, yeah. which damn, I should have really. We had so many snacks just now. We did. We ate all the snacks. I ate so many Cheeto puffs. You're welcome. Ashley went grocery shopping, so we had. Yeah, you know, I do that sometimes. <laughs> no big deal, everybody. <laughs> I can grocery shop. Oh yeah, she can. In this economy? <laughs> for real but yeah you're saying it, chips are six dollars i did come home with like a rant like i was like this used to be twelve dollars now it's fourteen dollars I, I believe you said chips should be a three fifty like, oh yeah most i said you know chips are like six dollars a bag now she was like they should be two dollars and i looked her dead in the eye and i was like three fifty at the most <laughs> A bag of chips has no business. No business whatsoever. Being able to be worth $6. I'm sorry. And they don't even fill those bags up. I know it's air. Look, I'm getting on a whole thing here. <laughs> we're we're going you know off. What, you know what is worth a lot, though? This podcast? This time together on oh. this podcast. And also a very special character. A very special character. Do you guys want to know who we're talking about today? Do you... Really want to know? I'll give you a clue. This character has a <laughs> very throaty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Yeah, we did a poll on Instagram, and actually, most some people did um, vote for Roz. They thought maybe we'd be surprised. It's <laughs> it's Roz. Roz, our Rosalinda. All hail, all hail, Rosalinda. 90s feminist icon kept coming up in my research and I was like wow I was like a kid in the 90s so obviously looking at the show now I'm like she's an icon but I love that she was recognized for those things during that time period so so she was recognized people consider her that yeah like she was a unashamed like unapologetic sexually active late like lady <laughs> lady <laughs> just sexually active woman like don't shame me like i have every right honestly she was even- a single mom single working mom and she was like tough as mm-hmm. nails gave everybody shit which we talked about in our very first episode you know i love that they made her a mom 
Yeah. I think that was like a great, like, you know, she can do both. She can. You like, you can have this really strong independent woman who also wants to be nurturing and loving. And like, that's the really honestly what yeah. the duality of women is. And I think a lot of people mm. don't recognize that. I love the duality of women. Yeah. We contain multitudes. Exactly. I think like a huge part of being a woman for many can be motherhood, even though not not all women want that, which is totally fine. And sometimes or can, yeah, even if they want to, um, but, but it like that maternal you... instinct, like not everyone is interested in that, but it does exist for a lot of women. And then that's not the only thing that defines women though. Like, no, I feel like it can be pushed on a lot. And so if you aren't this maternal, super sweet, smiling all the time, oh yeah, innocent woman, like people often think something's wrong or like they expect you to be like that. So I really appreciate that Roz speaks her mind, that she is sarcastic. Like she takes so much shit from everybody all the time and she throws it right back. Yeah. I mean, one of the best like character relationships on the show is Niles and Roz. Yeah. (laughs) Like from early days and first meeting to becoming Mm -hmm. like friends where she's at his bedside when he's having heart surgery, you know, like, but they still will give each other shit. Yeah, it's the best. but at the end of the day, they have that connection and love for each other. So that's really sweet. It's like they looked at each other and were like, respect. Yeah, you know? I think like, they do respect each other based off like that sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like they know that they can give it back to them mm-hmm. and have that banter. It does bring people closer. I did like read an article or scroll past a picture of an article <laughs> title on Instagram. I don't know mm-hmm. where it says you know, relationships where you can playfully, playfully is key here, (laughs) make fun of each other. Mm -hmm. They're, those are the most successful relationships, like poke, poke fun at each other. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's like a way to let out frustrations, but like you can laugh at it. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. laughing at things is the way to heal. Yeah. I'm a regular Patch Adams. I'm Ash Adams. Patch Adams. Oh, God, dear. I don't know any of your references. Oh, I'm sorry. So Patch Adams is a Robin Williams movie. Oh. Oh, God. I'm sorry, everyone. I let you down. And, um, yeah, this is R.I.P. I watched Jumanji as, like, a throwback movie to watch. We're getting way off track here, but <laughs> I just feel like this needs to be said. Okay. I was like... You know, I haven't seen Jumanji in a long time. Jumanji's amazing. And OG Jumanji. Not that there's a bunch of like. No, I watched OG. I only watched listening OG, to this OG podcast. Jumanji. OG Jumanji. <laughs> That's actually Jum- really Jum- fun OG to see. Jumanji. Jumoji Jumanji. OG Manji. OG Manji. There we go. Yeah, there we got it. <laughs> it's a journey. We took it. We got there. We got it. So I was watch. I was Flight like, booked. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> and boarded. Passport. It's a out. journey. <laughs> Rub it in everyone's faces. Come back. Talk about it. Make it your personality. <laughs> My Instagram feed for a month. It's a it's journey. Just <laughs> getting to OG Manji. OG Manji. So I was watching. So I was like, I'm going to watch OG Manji. The next day, Robin Williams dies. No way. That was your experience? Yes. <laughs> like, he was, like, so close to my heart. And I think I even texted somebody while watching it, like... No way. He is a gem. Like, we're so lucky to have him. <laughs> they were, like, freaked out. I remember that. That like, days later, they heard the news. The next like, day, they're Ash like, why the him? hell did you text me about Robin Williams? And now he's dead. <laughs> like, now it's fresh. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. I was like... Oh man, he's like in my like bones right now. Anyways, Patch Adams was a movie where he <laughs> cured people's illness with laughter. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways. And you're Ash Adams. And I'm Ash. And we love 90s feminist icon Ross. Bringing it back. Let's go home. So let's let's come, come back on this journey. It's like when you're in your computer and you like click a bunch of file locations. <laughs> I'm just going back slowly. Just X, X, X. And you're like, oh yeah, this is where it started. 2023. <laughs> so are you ready for this? Should we just get into it? We should. Should we finally just get into it? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we've had the quota. We fulfilled the quota of banter. We did our little chit chat. Okay. So I think I'm going to go first. Yeah. Your episode's first. Um, 
This is still part of my episode, Shreel, but I do have to go into some stuff. Please go into it. Get into it, yeah. Open it up. I'm getting in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but... So I just want to talk about kind of what we were just talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did some research. To expand on that. (laughs) So I found this really fun little article. It was actually just recently published in April 2023. It's from IndieWire, um, written by Samantha Bergeson. Burgesson? What would you say? Bur- I can't see it, so I don't know. <laughs> B-R-G-E-S-O-N. Burgesson, probably. Burgesson. I, it doesn't, the word is losing all meaning. Burgesson? The title? Burgesson. Burgesson. Okay. Burgesson. What are you going to grill today, Dad? Burgesson. <laughs> Sorry, Samantha. That was really fun. Thanks. Um, So the title of the article is Feminist Icon Roz Returning to Frasier Isn't Just a Revival Win. It Might Be the Paramount Plus Series Saving Grace. Wow. Put it all on the woman to save the show. So (laughs) what, you can blame it, her, if it goes wrong? Convenient. Or it's the reality that she will Or she will actually save the show because women are badass. I mean, it was kind of like when we got to see Lilith. Yeah. That was like Klitschko. Which, it's already a really good show. But I imagine, like, even for people who really love Cheers, I imagine when they watched Frasier, they lived for those episodes that they made comebacks. Oh, yeah. So... For me, like, those were like the spiciest, most fun episodes because it's like the electricity, you know, the, yeah, the, um, the familiarity too. Yeah. And, uh, what is it called? The, the relationship between like co actors, co stars, camaraderie. No, everyone's chemistry. Chemistry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The chemistry between like Frasier and. Oh, yeah. They have really great chemistry. Yeah. BB Newworth. Yeah. And even his his dynamic with Roz, too, I think. Yeah. It's just worth it. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) We're like trying to plead with nobody, (laughs) pleading with myself. Okay. So she writes, I just wanted to read some of these quotes. Okay. So there, you got your source, everybody. And these are not my words. Samantha Bergeson. This is Samantha Bergeson's. Bergeson? (laughs) Roz's presence is key to both the gender representation in the series and its dynamic as a whole. Yep. Yep. She is the audience insert, which is such a fun point. Oh, yeah. She's like a normal person. (laughs) They say a relatable voice of reason that grounds the series as its own moral compass. Because wow. if you think about it, it's like, she is just a normal person. She's not these highfalutin, rub it in your face, I'm educated. Yeah. Like, I have an antiques dealer on speed dial. That's in my episode. That <laughs> You gave me the weirdest look. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, do you have an antiques dealer on speed <laughs> dial? Are you about to tell me something? No comment. No comment. <laughs> It's okay. none of your business what I do on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come up to a new place and it's just literally <laughs> full of antiques. <laughs> Actually, my roommates do, well, maybe not antique shopping, but they have a lot of like knickknacks. It's really cool. They go to like all these yard sales and estate sales and just collect knickknacks. <gasps> we should go to an estate sale. I know. I'm trying to go. That'd be really fun. So, okay. So the next one is. As one of the few women at the radio station, Roz is the token voice in the workplace for feminist politics and perspectives. And better yet, she's Frasier's equal in more ways than one. That's true. I remember when they were talking about the casting that the reason why Perry Gilpin stood out is because she could like hold her own against Frasier. She's so strong, like Perry Gilpin as yeah, an actress. Like she's able to, I mean, uh, unapologetic was brought up i think she is able to unapologetically be that character yeah like, and like roz would never be like oh i'm so sorry for being like, yeah me. like if you remember the first episode where she's like yeah i didn't want to work with you either <laughs> like instead of being like oh, the star doesn't want to work with me you yeah know? like it's not what you would expect like so many sitcoms will give you that like yes oh just like God. what you were talking about earlier like 
we have to be nice and we have to be this. Yeah. And I say that also, cause like, that's a pressure I feel like too, like from my own experience. And I know like, I am not like, there's lots of Roz that I can relate to, but it, it's not like I'm outwardly Roz. Like I am that person that's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry about everything. <laughs> so that's why I appreciate her is like, she is another, like there's, there's just someone like, to look up to just like men, just like, like oh. anyone, there's all kinds of people. And I love that it's not just one. Yeah, kind it's a of bunch of overlapping. Seeing. I think every human being mm-hmm. can overlap with the other another yeah. human being. So it's just cool to see a different kind of woman portrayed. Yeah, like you know those pictures where all the little people are holding hands across the globe. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what I'm picturing. Is like we're all connect. There's something we can all connect on. Yeah, a lot of characters. Like I never really find one where I'm like you all like you are me you're me completely but you are a part of me no there's like a facet where it's like yeah like you have a very like one yeah <laughs> like, 1d personality oh, that girl likes puns yeah that's my I pun relate life. To that. <laughs> but she's also a total bitch so oh wait i relate to that too. <laughs> just joking <laughs> uh but i mean with Roz, i think like even if it's not who you are outwardly, like it's just some, I think that makes sense as being like the voice of the viewers. The voice of the people. It's like what you're thinking when you're watching it. Yeah. Actually, this podcast made me critically think like that. I always liked her, but it's not like I had this active thought of like, yeah, she's the voice of the people. And that's why I love doing this podcast because it, I literally re reframed how I watch the show. Yeah, and that's because the goal. I'm looking for things now, and I'm picking up on new things. Mm-hmm. So when I rewatch it for like the fortieth time, fortieth is too low. I, I almost <laughs> said a hundred, and I was like, "Don't admit that." Hundred is no. I literally cannot. It's definitely somewhere between. I 40 could not and even ballpark how many times I fucking watched it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Last part that I want to share before okay. I get into my episode. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're chilling. Thanks. I am chilling on my couch in my living room. Continue chilling. Continue chilling now. Roz's return to Frasier marks what would hopefully is. Sorry. I thought, I thought the, te- the context or like the. It's all right. Thanks. I thought it was written wrong. And I, I just was can't like, read. Samantha. So. No, I just don't know how to read. I don't know sentence structure. Let's start that again. <laughs> Ross's return to Fraser marks what would hopefully is a resurgence. <laughs> that's literally what it says. Though. You just said what would hopefully is. Thank you. Okay. That's what is written in the article. Oh, you're reading the article. <laughs> okay. Let me just. I was like, why would you apologize for it? And then say it again. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not the wrong one. You can just one. read it and we'll just assume it has those little brackets that mean like. We're fixing whatever this person said. We don't know about this one word. Is that what those brackets are? <laughs> Is mean? strike through. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to read it correctly now. Okay. Okay. Roz's return to Frasier marks what hopefully is a resurgence of fandom for the iconic character and a reminder of the impact of the character's mark on TV. Let's just hope Roz is not an accessory in the revival with TV Mm. backtracking decades later for a slog on the legacy of an acclaimed smart series. Wow. So it's a rule. She's like challenging Paramount Plus like... I don't know. She, she, I understand like they want her to be on her, like stand on her own like she did in the series. Yes. But I think in this, the reboot, if she's coming in this late in the game, she's either going to be a guest, like a guest star on an episode. I don't know. Yeah. I thought she was only going to be a guest star. Maybe she could come in for a couple episodes. Like an arc. I I don't. Like whatever I don't think she'll be saying, treated like an accessory. It didn't sound like she's going to be like recurring character. No, she's really. not going to be like one of the lead characters. Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted but to bring that up. You know what's weird? Thinking about the reboot, I I got really excited about her coming back, but it, I really didn't think about now. Like we would get to see like current day Roz. Oh yeah. What's Alice doing? No, I know. What's Roz been doing? Did she get her own show? Oh my God. What if Alice met up with Niles and Daphne's? son and like what kind of banter would they have you know cute not even romantic but just like yeah we're just in like, the same generation yeah like they're the same age no 
I mean, she's also would be like older. Four or five years, but still, like, with the same. I guess it is a couple years. Huh? Right? I thought it would be, like, two, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, time is a funny thing. Time is funny. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. Hey, that joke would have been right <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> it's a little clock humor for you. Clocked you with some humor. <laughs> Should I get on with this? Yes. <laughs> Time's a ticket. <laughs> okay, so my episode is season six. Okay. Episode nine. <laughs> what episode is it? Six nine. Oh. Sixty nine. All right. I had to just say something. In true Roz fashion. Yeah. Okay. This episode is called Roz Alone, A-L-O-A-N, Roz Alone. It's written by David Engel, Peter Casey, and David Lee, directed by a woman, the Pamela Fryman. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Aired December 10th, 1998. You were but a star in Mother's Eye then. Oh, yeah. I was thinking 88 for some reason, even though Frasier wasn't airing, and I was like, I don't think she was thinking about me. (laughs) She's always thinking of you. (laughs) So this episode, I just want to preface. Okay. With the show, we've been doing a lot of like big episodes ranked highly, you know, critically with Mm -hmm. our themes. We've done some of our favorites. We've done some of our favorites because, you know, we, this, we're the ones hosting it and we'd like to talk about our favorite episodes. So (laughs) that's what we get to do. This episode, I'm going to say, falls within our theme of Roz, and I think there's valid points to do this episode, but I will say it's not like a super memorable episode. We're not writing thought pieces on it in The New Yorker, you know, it's (laughs) not winning an Emmy, but I think there's themes in this episode obviously having to do with Roz that are just like notable to bring up and talk about. Yeah. Okay, so we start the episode off with Frasier. He's on the phone in the cafe. Mm-hmm. Nervosa. The- I always love an episode that starts in the Me cafe. Me too. It's so cozy and comfy. Like you just see a Seattle skyline. Sometimes it's raining in a cafe. Ooh, Perfect. Done. Take Perfect me there. Perfect opening. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. That was it. That was it. That was the, the- episode. We- <laughs> and, so, and that's why I love that episode. Sarah, what what are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Frazier's on the phone in the cafe, and he's on the phone with his antiques dealer. So, uh, you know. Like I do. <laughs> you know, I'm not supposed to know that. Oh. Because you don't hang out with me anymore because you moved out. Um, <laughs> Slander. <laughs> slanderous. Which I think is an important note in this episode because... It shows that Frasier is A, a snob, and B, doing just fine financially. He's, like, telling his antiques dealer to, like, Mm. buy these things that they found at an auction. Oh, I never made that connection. Yeah. And this is a time when all of the KCL hosts don't have their jobs right now. Like, they have the salsa radio station. And so they're all like unemployed or mm-hmm. they're working odd jobs. And so just showing you like, despite all that, Frazier's doing just fine. He can get his little antiques. So of course, like every scene where Frazier is in the cafe, some other lead character comes in. Who's it going to be? It's our girl, Roz. Our girl. She comes in and she starts talking to Frazier to ask if he's seen the ratings in the paper that day for the K- the KCL salsa, all salsa radio all the time situation. <laughs> and she's like, they're lousy. Their numbers are lousy. And Frazier's like, they aspire to be lousy, <laughs> which is just so Frazier. Yeah. Um, but she says that they're thinking about bringing back the format. The old Roz KCL. always has the scoop. She's, look, women know. Women do know. She has resources. It's the moon. <laughs> For real? <laughs> that feminine energy. Yeah. She charged her crystals. <laughs> That's all that means. That's when I know stuff. So they get kind of excited. They excite themselves up like, oh my gosh, we're going <laughs> to. What? 
We excite ourselves up too. <laughs> we excite. I just like that phrase. I'm using that. So they excite themselves up. Yeah. Okay. They excite themselves up. All right. They're, and they're hyped. They're, that's probably the word I should have used. They're excited. <laughs> or psyched themselves up. Yeah. I did a combination. Excited Same energy. Themselves. They yeah. excite themselves up. Okay. I'm standing on it firm. Okay. Okay. And they're just like, oh, maybe we're going to be able to get our jobs back. Um, and Roz goes on about her experience working for a temp agency and like how she has an issue with the woman that she works for there. <laughs> and she's like, I can't wait to tell, you know, so-and-so to shove it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of just get all like, hopeful and like they think it's going to happen. And then this new waitress at the cafe comes by and she makes like this noise. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. like kind of worrisome. And they're like, uh, yes. Like, is there something like you need to tell us? And she's like, no. And then they keep kind of going on being excited and then. She makes the same noise, and they're like, "Okay, what is it?" Like, yeah, like you obviously. This have is annoying. <laughs> As a viewer, I was like, "Get on with it, Colette." Yeah, call it, Colette. Call it, Colette. <laughs> nice. Just niced myself. Yeah, um, as you should. Thank you. And she basically says that she overheard like the owner of the station or the salsa program talking about how he's not going to ever change it. He loves salsa. That's his favorite music and it's his station and that's what it's going to be. So they kind of get. Well, you know what, Colette, just because someone thinks they can do whatever they want to do doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Have you heard of the American dream? (laughs) Let's get into that. Yeah. Like you can say you don't care about viewers, but like you're literally in radio. Yeah, well, well, you might know what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? Oh well, yeah, I have watched around it the corner a hundred times. <laughs> we don't have a problem. No. So Raj just goes on because now she's all sad and she's like, I can't live like this. Like the temp yeah. energy, the temp temp agency sucks. Like rent's gonna, babies cost a fortune. So here comes Frasier mm-hmm. doing the perilous, precarious action of lending money to a friend. How do you feel about lending money to a friend? I don't think I ever have. I've never had money to lend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe, though, you shouldn't lend any money that you are not comfortable getting back. You should never put yourself in a position that you're giving someone money that you need them to give it back to you for you to be financially stable. Can you talk to my bank? I would love for you to <laughs> give right. them that speech. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think like lending money to like friends, family, et cetera, can be so tricky. And I, you just have to understand it's a gift. Yes. I think like, I don't know. It's a very nuanced thing, but ideally, like if I ever were giving money to someone, I would, try to make sure that I'm in a place that I'm not expecting it back. And that's even like, if I'm floating someone $20, I'm not the person that's like adding up your tab. Venmo like, request $20. Yeah, I don't give a shit. You don't keep like an Excel spreadsheet of everything <laughs> a friend charges you, like you buy for a friend, like, you know, a 90 cent churro from El Pollo Loco. No, but I know people who do. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, um, but I, I just think like, I know it's not always like that, but I think everyone can say no. Like, it's totally fine if you're not comfortable. Like, you are that person that needs money back, but like, just don't lend money then. Yeah, if you're not okay buying it, then, or yeah. if you're not okay with like, you not getting that, uh, let me start over with this thought. If you're okay with spending the money for your friend in that moment. And maybe, you know, eventually you'll get it back based on that friend or the past. Yeah. Maybe you don't, but if you're okay putting that money up front, then you should just be okay with maybe not getting it back. But you also, the other part of this whole episode and you'll come to see is you've lent somebody money, whether or not you get it back, that's not even the issue right now. Now you, do you see how they spend money through a different lens? So I'm and can say, you stop yourself from being judgy about that and just trust that 
you know, like the whole idea of it's a gift. Mm -hmm. Can you also extend that to like, I don't care how they spend it. Yes. Well, should I wait to yeah, share my we'll thoughts get into that until in we second. get into it? That's a good idea. You know, I realize I have actually lent people money, but yeah, I think there's maybe been some times where I lent money that maybe I wasn't financially like stable enough to lend and the person paid me back and it was like chill. But I think ultimately I'm someone like if you're lending money to someone you love and they don't pay you back. Then it's just shrug it off. Yeah. Like it also depends on the amount. Yeah. I think the amount matters too and also also the relationship you have and at this point we're in season six yeah Roz like, and Frazier are very close very close very close and they're they not, go on later to say like it's the closest like relationship with someone of the opposite sex that they've like ever had yes and they're and like, the longest. they're essentially like best friends mm-hmm. and they work together they hang out together socially they're part of each other's families and also Frazier's her boss and he knows he makes more money than her. Yeah. He knows he's financially in a better spot. Exactly. So that all comes into play right about yeah. in a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Three <laughs> for a curveball. Threw you for a curveball. Threw you a throw curve. me throw me curveball. Some inside baseball. <laughs> Catching and throwing. Catching and throwing. So she's like. She offers to give her money and she's at first is just like, no, don't. I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I, this is not going to be good. And he's like, no, no, like I'm doing fine. Like, you're my friend. I want to help you out. Like, you pay me back whenever he says that. And he says, it's your money to do with how you see it is literally his words and writes her a check for $1,500. Mm-hmm. So to me, that sets a precedent. Also, don't say things you don't mean. Yeah. <laughs> Frasier. Frasier. Frasier freaking flip-flopping again. Flip-flop Frasier over here. Flip-flop <laughs> Frasier. Okay, now I need a pair of flip-flops with Frasier on them. I'm going to put F-R-A on one flip-flop. S-I-E-R. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll get there. Merch. With our merch. Frasier flip-flops. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. So later on, Frazier's at home and he's confirmed the news, the gossip that he heard from waitress Colette from his lovely agent, Bibi. Bibi. Which we'll get to her one day, guys. Oh, she needs an episode she for needs, sure. Definitely. She's worthy of her own show. <laughs> um, so he's like, Yeah, we're not getting their, our jobs back. Like they're gonna keep it salsa despite the ratings. Um, Daphne comes home and she's returned from the day spa in the rain because she had to pick up some products for Fraser. Oh my God. And, and he was like, oh, I wouldn't have had you travel in the rain if it weren't for this emergency, if it wasn't an emergency. <laughs> Literally like, and this again, I just, I want to say the juxtaposition, the juxtaposition between this where Roz is just now complaining about like, meeting her needs of like child care and paying for her child and Frazier considers and she's working for a temp agency yeah he's not even working he's not even working he's buying antiques he's considering needing he's loaning money products in emergency so what he considers needs are really that's actually a great point it shows his needs an emergency that's other great. people, That's other people's legit needs versus his like wants that he considers needs. Yep. It's different echelons. Yeah. Which is a great point to bring up Roz's needs because Daphne shares that she actually saw Roz oh. at the day spa enjoying treatments. Mm-hmm. Interesting. She says she was having an all-day beauty treatment. (laughs) Beauty treatment? (laughs) So he immediately is irked. He's like, uh, should I say something? I kind of want to say something. Like, I just lent her money and now she's at a day spa? Like, that's not necessary. This is hilarious now that you pointed out that he, like, needed these Yeah, he just said his spa stuff was an emergency. (laughs) It was. And hers isn't necessary. Yeah, what's the difference? 
So you need spa treatments? It's your needs, so you're very comfortable with that. Someone and you're else judging themselves. A different, like, the poor can't win, you know? The poor no, can't I win. No, I really, like... If you ever gave money to someone like who needed it, oh my God, I heard some story. I think it was someone talking about like the worst first date they ever went on where they like passed someone who was homeless and like asked for money. And the guy was like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll go buy you food or whatever. And he went to buy him food, but then the guy wanted a soda and he was like, I'm not buying you a soda. Are you insane? It's like $2. Who gives a fuck? They have to deal with like literal. I can't let this person enjoy. Like there was a no matter your thoughts on anything. I cannot imagine having to sleep outside even one night, let alone let consistently freaking Pepsi. Yes. Take a fucking soda. I'm not going to give you a fruit or vegetable. That's not going to fucking help you. Like, yeah, seriously. That's, I just think I like, used to buy groceries for this one guy outside my Ralph's at one of my old places I live near. Yeah. And he loved Dr. Pepper. That's so sweet though. Like, I don't know. Like and your I friends, would just your family all have like random stuff like that. They like. Just and like to them, lives. it makes them happy. It's like $2. Who cares? Yeah. That's why the whole like, oh, stop buying your coffees, millennials and Gen Z. Like, or it's just, it makes you, and like, I'm pretty like, sure there's some study about like that those little like treats, like everyone calls them little treats, but yeah. like it actually does affect your like serotonin. And so I understand. Because it like, actually motivates you to get through your day. Like if you're like, you know, oh, I'm going to get coffee on the way to my job. And that coffee is like, makes you happy, you know? Yeah. Or like, yeah, I'm going to go shop the sale at Target, you know, or wherever mm-hmm. after work. And like, you get through your day because you get to look capitalism. I understand it's a motivating factor. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all like brainwashing us to buy, buy, buy. But it's also like, look, this is what we have. This is the situation we have in this world. And we just have to make the best of it. Yeah. And like as much as like we also need to like save money and work towards certain financial goals. It's also like you have no idea how much time you have here on this earth. If buying like a literal three dollar thing is going to make you happy, even for five seconds, I think it's worth it. Yes. And also back to your story about that first date where the guy said that it comes back to this conditional aspect. Yeah. It's if you are lending money or you're doing a nice service, but you have all these like weird conditions like, oh, but I'm not going to give him soda or she can't go to the day spa. Like she can't live a life. Yeah. That's like where it gets like messy and it irks me. Yeah. Like especially with that story, it's like so many people are like dehumanized living on the streets which again, if you think about living on the streets for five seconds, you can understand think how about you it. feel dehumanized. Like we're all a paycheck or two away, you know? Yeah. I mean, not, I'm not saying specifically us, but like more so than not statistically, we are all paid just a few paychecks away from being on the street. Yeah. Cost of living is the number one cause of homelessness, everybody. Not that that's God, what this that's episode tragic. is about, but. But I just think you can't determine, like, you can't decide. There's basic needs, sure. Like, there's my, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Basic needs, like, security at the bottom. Yeah. Um, And I think sometimes we tell ourselves even, like, when we don't have a lot of money, we're like, well, I just need, like, how I shouldn't have spent money on that coffee or whatever. I shouldn't have spent money on this one little thing because I didn't really need it. It's like you're literal, literally miserable right now. Like... You can buy one little thing for yourself and even still, like, we should all be able to enjoy life and, like, get some things that we enjoy. It shouldn't just be like, oh, I just buy groceries and that's it. I work all the freaking time just to buy groceries and eat and survive and that's it. And then go to work. And then I go to work and then I spend my money to eat. And and survive. There's no recreation. There's no, like, activities with your friends. There's no no fun food. Socialness, like culture like there's no like taking care of yourself which is like how are you supposed to be working especially if you're working in in Roz's case you're working this temp job you hate where she might it sounds like she feels disrespected by somebody you feel like garbage you feel like you lost your position that you were really great and powerful at you know like she wasn't it was like she she was a great producer whether or not she's even using Fraser's money why does she not deserve that yeah. How are you to say someone doesn't get to enjoy their life? Yep. So 
you're in agreement with Martin. Martin's like, don't. I'm, I'm a Martin Stan in this episode. <laughs> Martin Stan all night long. Yep. He's basically like, don't do it, Frazier. Like you gave her the money. It's her money. Consider it a gift. Basically kind of what we talked about already. And he's like, don't ever bring it up. Don't judge it. It's going to ruin the friendship. And if you want your friendship with Roz to keep going, drop it. So he's like, I don't know. All right. So Niles is there, of course. And he brings up from this topic like, oh, you were at the day spa. You just went to the day spa that uh, dad, I got the gift card to dad for. Like, dad, Mm -hmm. you've been to that day spa. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely went. And he's like, wait, I got you a gift card for you and Sherry last year to like go have a nice spa day together. And he's like, yeah, I went. And they're like, what treatment did you get? And he's like, uh. <laughs> so basically, Niles at this point is going through his divorce. He's lost his house. He's living in the Shangri-La, right? That's mm-hmm. the bachelor place. Yeah. And like all his debit, all his money is tied up. So he's like, dad, if you still have that gift card, like, let me come with you. Like, let's go have a spa day. Like, I'll, I'll enjoy the gift card with you. I can't use it because the name on the gift card's you. So Martin reluctantly was like, fine, we'll go to the day spa together. Like, I'm sorry, really quickly. Can I point something else out? Yeah. So Niles is also in this period of life of living in a place that he can more readily afford and not living in the place of his dreams like he was before going through a divorce, not having money. He also right then and there is saying like, I, I would love to go to the spa. Like, honestly, things have been rough. I haven't been able to pamper God, myself. This I want to go to so my spa. unfair to Roz. No, so like far, I didn't like realize. five minutes in. And obviously Frazier, to be fair, like he lost his job. He has no income coming in right now. But it sounds like he has been able to save a lot of money where he feels very comfortable, not just kind of coasting by waiting. I mean, he is going on auditions and things with BB. Yeah, but like he's he's actively spending money on antiques like he has enough stuff in his house. He doesn't need any of that stuff. He's not like he's not downgrading his apartment like Niles is. He's not worrying about a child. He's He's not asking his dad, Martin, for his gift card to a day spa so he can go enjoy it. Yeah, and he's going to interviews, but he's not getting anything and he still feels comfortable to continue spending money and loaning it out. Yeah. And so all these people around him, I just think it's interesting. Like, I never noticed that Niles also is literally like, I want to go to that spa because I'm in a hard spot. So Roz isn't the first person to be like, I need to treat myself to something. And Frazier isn't looking at Niles and going like, hey, you actually shouldn't like Yeah, Niles is asking for a gift back. Gift back. He's literally like, I gave you this gift. Hey, can I use it? I need you to go with me though. And obviously it's family. Not that he should feel bad about it, but like, I think Frazier could be like- He could have said something. That's like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So they're back at the cafe next mm-hmm. scene. Um, it's Frazier and Niles. They're having their little casual coffee together at the cafe. In walks Roz. Okay. And she comes in carrying a bunch of shopping bags. And she has to pee really bad. So she's like, goes to the table and she's like, hi guys. And Frazier's like, oh, look at all your shopping bags. Like, did you go on a little trip? like a shopping spree for Alice, mm-hmm. baby Alice. And she's like, oh no, it's mama's turn today. <laughs> oh no, it's mama's turn today. I'm trying to get, I'm yeah, trying get to get there. Um, and so Frazier kind of makes like a face like interesting and mm-hmm. like she runs off to the bathroom. So again, he's like, what? Why is she going on a shopping spree? Like it's, I literally wrote her this check. She's been to the day spa and now she's shopping. And Niles is like, don't question her spending. Like mm-hmm. you just have to like, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Like there's it's none of your business. And so he's like, oh, I want to see what she bought. Like I can't go through her bags, but 
And then he drops his keys in one of her bags on purpose. A Frasier display is like the most atrocious behavior in this situation. In the name of like morality. Yeah. yeah, Like he's some moral compass. Yeah. Like you, you're literally snooping around and judging someone. Like you have no idea what's going on in Mm -mm -mm. their situation. So he drops the keys in her bag, uh, starts looking through and he's like a cashmere sweater, perfume, new shoes. Um, Wait, the new shoes comes when she comes back. Okay. He stops digging through the bag. She comes back in the bathroom and she talks about how her new shoes are hurting her feet. Uh-huh. And he's just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> At that moment, Niles heads off to the spa to meet his dad there. So he leaves. Then it's just him and Roz. And mm-hmm. Roz is like, you know what? Actually, I have to go too. I'm meeting... Uh, so-and-so at this restaurant and it's like this really fancy restaurant and so she like grabs her bags again is like good to see you and she's about to leave and he's like wait Roz like you're going to this restaurant like what (laughs) and he she's like yes yes I know drop your name and I'll get better service (laughs) or like get a better seat or whatever Uh and which is just hilarious to me because that's so something He's coached her on that yeah, for real and uh so she leaves but his keys are still in her bag called karma yeah fraser flip-flop fraser fraser so we're back at the apartment um fraser's there of course it's his apartment niles and martin return from their spa day and Martin is just like processing everything that happened during all his treatments. This is just a funny little B story, you know? He's like, I've never felt so clean and so dirty at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Nas, like, it was a great time. And Martin leaves to his room, and like, Fraser's like, Yeah, how was it? And he's like, it was awful. Like, don't ever let me like do a spa day with our dad again. <laughs> he refused to go nude. Socks, underpants, and a wallet in a mud bath is not a generational a issue. <laughs> uh, so Niles asks Fraser, "Do you ever get your keys back?" And he's like, "Actually, Roz is on her way over here right now. She's going to return them." And he goes on this whole rant about mm-hmm. how she's spending this money and going to fancy lunches and going to the day spa and going to the shopping spree. And funny enough, Daphne walks by and she overhears and she gives one of the best rants ever. <laughs> and I didn't write it all down, so I'm not going to like bore everybody with the whole rant. But she basically explodes about $40 that she lent Frazier a few months ago and goes off insulting his lifestyle. Like, and it ends, I'll do the ending though. She's like, so what? You gave poor Rawls a bit of money. So what? It hasn't changed your life or you sherry swilling (laughs) foie gras munching hypocrite. (laughs) But see, that's so real. Like, I understand if you were like out of desperation, like, hey, like that was a lot of money for me to give you. I thought it was going to be based like for your like basics that you needed. His life has not changed. No, it doesn't affect him. He doesn't him. need it back. Like right away or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so it's also Roz. It's not like some, I don't know, it's business deal person. or like whatever. So Niles and him are just like kind of looking like, uh, and, uh, Frazier's like, actually, um, I did pay you back that $40. Remember, I paid that parking ticket and it was $50. So I believe you actually owe me $10. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm glad you said something. It's not good to let these things fester. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Your impression. <laughs> I'm getting there. It comes That's and goes. Good. And she just leaves. <laughs> she's like embarrassment. Like, all right. She got all that shit out though. Didn't she? Yeah. She clearly let that fester. Her message was still accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like everything she said was true. She just was wrong about her situation yes. with him. But he deserved to hear that. He needed but he to. was distracted by the fact that he felt righteous. Yeah. So he's in like, that well, he no, paid you her back. Owe me money too. So Ross gets there, Niles leaves, um, and she brings him a gift. 
And she's like, I got you a gift as like a thank you. I think he opens it and it's a decanter. They don't really talk about the gift. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you don't need to get me a gift. But like, I do need to talk to you about something. And he's like, this is lovely. Like, wow, you don't like, she's like, well, it's not just for saying thank you for helping me out. But um, the station manager called and the board is reconsidered and they're bringing back the format and they start tomorrow and we start tomorrow. Aww. So they're celebrating getting their jobs back. So obviously that takes away from Frazier needing to talk to her or feeling like he needs to talk to her about all this money stuff. Yeah. So they, they're all happy cuts to the, the studio. Um, the salsa radio is having their last like show. Their last dance. Yeah. Their last dance. (laughs) That's so cute. And like the DJ there is like, adios. <laughs> I don't think I ever realized. Yeah, they said I was that. like, I spelled it out phonetically too. <laughs> so basically, the old gang is back together in the hall. Everyone's like greeting each other. Roz does this funny thing of like, I missed you and you, and like saying everyone's names and yeah. then gets to some person and is like, and you, <laughs> like, doesn't know one of the people. Oh my God. So they get in the little recording booth and they're getting back to their groove, which like is funny because for the show, it's like kind of a big thing to like get the studio back. Yeah. And it's like kind of just lost in this episode, which I think is one of the critiques, you know, like. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's like, should oh, yeah, have been a bigger moment tomorrow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're just back in the studio like nothing ever happened. And yeah. there, there's this other story happening Mm-hmm. Like the KCL thing is like a total B story. Yeah, it's true. When normally that should be like, when, like its a own couple episode. episodes ago, yeah. Frazier had a whole like breakdown over it. <laughs> That's good. I like that episode. So she's like, hey, like, weren't you wanting to tell me something back at your house? And they're like mm-hmm. setting up for recording their uh, show. And he's like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, I'm over. And she's like, no, no, like, tell me what do you want to say? Because, like, look, if someone says they want to tell you something, now you got to tell them. Yeah, you can't. I hate, I hate when people are like, no, never mind. No, you're you know gonna what? tell me. Come up with something different to tell me. Yeah. Like, I don't need it to, be I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just tell me something. But it's going to be bad if you don't tell me at all. Yeah. So, finally, he's like, all right, I mean, I'm not even, like, I don't care anymore. Like, you have your job back, you're good, but... You know, the way you spent money, I don't think it was thoughtful. Um, and she, he starts naming things she bought. Which is so, it's just obviously a giveaway. Yeah. Like, why would you know that? And he's like, but, it, you know, it doesn't matter now. You're not employed anymore. Like, ends it with that. And she's like, wait a second. I never told you I bought perfume. You look through my shopping bag. You were searching through my bags. Is this about the loan? And she's just pissed, you know, mm-hmm. like, what the hell? And he's like, well, I lent you $1,500 and suddenly you're on a shopping spree. You said I could spend it any way I wanted. Well, you could have been more responsible than that. Oh, so now I'm irresponsible. <laughs> I'm just saying a woman in your situation. <laughs> words that should never be spoken don't even when he said that i was like huh i like did my little <laughs> bobblehead what oh my situation my baby that's like she's like mm-hmm. oh really aren't you a dad a yeah. single dad <laughs> in this whole episode i forgot Frazier's a father <laughs> for real like, he doesn't have a kid but he doesn't he doesn't even raise again Sorry, it's a whole thing. Anyways, so she goes on to explain to him, not that he deserves it at this point. She's like, Carol took me out to lunch. My mom gifted me a day at the spa. The shoes were a store credit. And you know what? I bought the perfume. That was just for me because I wanted it. Yeah. And I was like, which is just what we were talking about of like, maybe I can't. We're not talking bottles of perfume price, but she's an, a grown up. Yeah. And I know like even outside of loaning money, I just think there's a perception when you're like down on your luck or you're just like, you don't have a lot of money, especially if you're raised, 
you've grown up like not ever having a lot of money. You're trying to like improve your financial situation. Yeah, and get out of that cycle. There's so much like you should only be buying what you need, what you quote unquote need. And such a like, even if it's something that will help you like mentally, emotionally, like even physically. Yeah, that's not seen as a need because it's not a tactical, logical. Like you're supposed to work. Practical need. And work like whatever job you can get, which sometimes isn't paying a lot. Compared to like what things pay cost. for rent, pay for your car, pay for food and go to rent, go to work every single day. And that's your cycle to pay for that. I am sorry. Almost every single person buys something nice for themselves every now and then. Yeah. It keeps us going. There's a response. There's obviously like, yes, you could be irresponsible buying an insane amount of things consistently all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if she had a perfume addiction. Yeah. We'd have yeah, an exactly. issue here, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like you want to smell good when you go to work, like something that makes you feel good. So when you go to work, yeah, or then when you're, you're going again, about your day, it goes back to like it real. motivates you to get through things that suck. And it's also like you feel you should feel good to to treat yourself. Yeah. Parks and Rec style, you know. And she is a mom and Alice of course comes first and it sounds like she is putting Alice first. That's where all her money is going. So every now and then for her to treat herself so that she is continuing to be able to care for Alice. Totally fine. And not have any resentment about like, okay, I have this kid and like, I'm frustrated. Like, this is where all my financial, like all my money's going. Yeah. Like you need to be able to like take care of your child and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So Frazier feels awful. As he should. He got put in his place. So during the intro to his show... He, they go live and he opens a show with this touching speech that he has said that he wrote the night before. Mm-hmm. And it's about feeling grateful for the listeners and for the woman whom he puts his career in her hands every day and proud to call her my friend, my producer, Roz Doyle. Wow. And does this big speech on how amazing she is, how talented she is, how lovely she is. So they go to commercial break, like right away. (laughs) And Roz and Fraser get up and they hug each other and they say sorry. And like they both kind of apologize for their actions, Mm -hmm. even though Roz doesn't need to. And she's like, you know what? I'm just so happy that we have this relationship where we can be honest and say these things. Yeah, and that's true. And he like, like a, at least he did voice his concerns about it. Yeah. And they got over it quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I totally agree with that. And so she goes back to the booth. He goes and she's like, you know what? Oh, I totally forgot to mention when he was giving her shit about spending the money and listing yeah. everything. And she was going off about what, what everything she went to spend on was like mm-hmm. the gift from her mom, store credit, whatever. She wrote him a check back. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm just going to pay you back. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So now we're back. They've apologized. They're grateful for each other. Blah, blah, blah. I'm so happy we can be honest with each other. And so they both go back to their separate areas in the, recording air studio in the booth Roz asks whoever's in there for $1,500 she just wrote a bad check <laughs> and then Noel comes in is like hey I liked your speech and then sees a piece of paper on the desk and is like hey this isn't what you read on the air you didn't write that and he starts like reading it out loud and he's like give that to me because he wrote a totally different ridiculous yeah. speech to come back to the show. I mean, think of how dramatic that speech would have been sure. knowing Frazier. So it's just a little funny end of the joke. But you know what? I think through the, this explanation or this going over this episode, we definitely covered the topics of why I think this is an important Raw's episode, despite it's like middle of the road kind of like filler yeah. kind of episode feel. I think it's important to bring up because it's a lot of facets of who she is Mm -hmm. within this episode and it plays on the relationship and dynamics of her and Frasier. Well, and I think it's funny that they're like, I'm so glad we can be honest about this. Yeah. And And then then immediately, oh, that was a bad check. Oh, I did not write that speech last (laughs) night. Yeah, that's exactly it. (sighs) But I mean, the relationship is 
okay because of those actions. So it's kind of like every relationship's different. Yeah, and the, and own. white lies, I think, are good. They're called white lies for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't need to tell the person that you didn't write the speech the night before. Oh, I don't know why he said he wrote it the night before in the first place. Because people who need to feel who feel bad need to feel good quicker and stronger. And yeah. And so he had to add that little lie. Okay. But I will lead into a new little segment we'll do every now and then. Oh man. I don't have a fun name for it yet. Okay. But it's basically trivia. <laughs> We're going to ask you, our listeners. A trivia question. That is true. And here's how we figure out the winner. Whoever is timestamped to direct message us on Instagram. At the crane reframe. At the crane reframe. Whoever is the first one to respond to us after the episode drops and answer the trivia question, they will win a prize. And the prize will be custom merch. Oh, man. Custom merch. Custom merch. So if you're the winner, you will be contacted by one of us. Mm-hmm. We'll get some details from you. And you will get some Crane Reframe merch sent, shipped to you. Um, Can I enter the contest? No, you cannot. <laughs> Mom, no. You already have your own package on the way because you're special. Yeah. We will be contacting you, Mom, for some specific details for your custom. <laughs> Shout merch. out, Mom. Shout out, Mom. Don't she worry. finished the series. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention she finished. She she rewatched all of Frasier. She watched the entire series. The entire series, sending us updates. She enjoyed it. She actually was really sad at the end. And I was like, well, you know what you got to do now. But now she's prepped and ready to be a guest star. Started over. Whenever she. Yeah. Whenever she comes out here, we can have her when on. When she visits us, she's going to definitely. She's a pro. She's a pro. She has thoughts. Yeah, she shares all her thoughts. I know she can. We'll have her present we'll an episode. save it because sometimes she'll start talking to me and I'll be like, save it for the pod, mom. For real. So here's our trivia question. Okay. Trivia I don't know what song we should do. Or we just not have a song. It's hard to do, but that was actually pretty close. Do it again. I'm going to close my eyes. I can hear better. <laughs> okay, imagine. <laughs> yep. Imagine you just lit a candle. Yeah, lit a candle. You're I'm Sudoku. in bed. I'm you're playing Sudoku. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yes, this is it. I just feel like, yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of how the like, cello goes. Yeah. So. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Whoa, trivia. trivia theme right, music brought on. to you by Sarah. <laughs> Question time. This is a two-parter, so you just need to literally, you can send me the two words that fills in these blanks, or you can just repeat the sentence with the actual words in them. Okay. Roz has a tattoo of boop located on her boop. So DM us what that is. First one to DM us. Gets a prize. Gets a merch prize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been trivia. Thanks. Thanks. So it's looking like we might have another two-parter on our hands. Yeah, this one went a little long. Sorry. (laughs) I really was like, I'll get through this episode quickly. No, it's because I was like, I have thoughts. (laughs) You did. You went off. I was like, we're hearing opinions. I have opinions. Feel free. You know what? If you disagree with anything, if you agree. Engage with us. Please engage. I would love to hear. I'd love to hear feedback. Um, I just, these were off the cuff thoughts that I had thinking about this episode. Sarah's got some inner feelings about this topic, but you know what? It's very nuanced. There's a lot that goes into it. And also at the end, she does say like she she wrote a bad check. Yes. So like, yeah, Mm, I should have bought that perfume. That raises the question of like, (laughs) were those really gifts? Because I think Roz also will sometimes say things to make someone feel bad Mm. and they aren't necessarily true. 
Now we're attacking your character. Interesting. I'm not attacking your character. I think that's what happens occasionally, but. I'm attacking your character about how you're attacking Roz's character. Well, I mostly attacked Fraser's character, so I had to even that's it out true. a little. That's true. That felt good. Um, sometimes he needs to be put Which in obviously place. I love Fraser, but sometimes he just goes really far. And it's also like, these are the people he's comfortable with. So of yeah, course. I agree with you. But point is, I had a lot of thoughts Feel free to continue these thoughts in our DMs. Um, Comments. Um, but so it, we should definitely do a two-parter. Yes. And that's that's new for us. Um, it looks like we have a couple episodes where we have more to say, more to discuss. It, we'll feel it out. Um, where we like cover, like one of us covers one episode instead of both of us each covering an episode based on the theme. Yeah. So let us know if you, if you like having this um kind of episode release where one week it's ash one week it's me um like covering an episode or if you want both of them in one episode if you want a longer episode if like about an hour hour 20 is the range like we're kind of aiming for but this was a real deep dive and it surprised me because and i just know mine's a deep dive yeah. i know i can't squeeze mine <laughs> so like uh where you were like oh i can do this fast and then we didn't do it fast i was yeah. like this is a long one yeah there's a lot to say about Roz. there is she's a fascinating female character in a fascinating male dominated ro- yeah. world. So there's a lot to say, a lot there's of feelings. So we hope that's okay. So this is going to be part one, part one of Roz. Next. But then more Roz. Who can complain about more? Yeah. Like, more what? love. More love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our next episode, <laughs> I will cover my episode of Roz, which once again, you will have to be on the edge of your seats waiting to find out what episode it is. <gasps> Gosh, you sassy minx, you not going to mm, reveal no. your episode. I don't even know it. Could be any episode in the universe our vast, vast universe. This Frasier universe where she, Roz, I don't, I read that she wasn't in only two episodes. Like there's only two episodes. There's only two episodes she's not in. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll have to double but check. See, that's actually crazy if that's true. Because I just feel like, I mean, even in this episode, which is a Ross-centric episode, like so much of it is Ross through Fraser's eyes. And like Fraser talking about Imagine if they did like Roz. an episode where it's like Ross perspective. You know how like modern shows will like do that? Yeah, like, like we don't always see her like there's a couple episodes where we finally see her apartment but so much of it is like it's really like how she fits in his world yes well i mean the show so, is called frazier yeah exactly so it's just it's and i just want to write my wrong because i feel like i just thought of like three episodes where she's not in them so like wait did you think that the shoe was only in two or was that like a statistic no that she wasn't she was not featured in only two episodes i think I read it okay. doing my Roz research. Well, someone else has to write their my wrong Roz if search. Wrong. <laughs> Your Roz search. Yeah, but that's why I gotta proof these sources and proof these by facts. watching the whole series and determining. You know which- what? I'm gonna do that right now. So gotta get on it. So <laughs> here's wishing you a good day and good mental health. Bye. <laughs> Get that throaty laugh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Au revoir. Bye. <laughs> the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. 